You're listening to episode number 26 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, and I am so excited to have you here today because this week's show is nothing short of life-changing, and I don't say that lately. You know those moments in life where something just clicks and you find a greater clarity and just know how to move forward? This episode single-handedly delivers many of those moments, and I know that you'll experience them just as strongly as I did during this interview, and you're probably wondering who the heck our guest is this week, who could possibly create such change in such a short time, and that is Danette May. Danette is a fitness icon, entrepreneur, leader, world-renowned speaker, former celebrity trainer, creator of the Rise Movement, best-selling author, wife, and and mom, and she has this incredible story, and the life and empire that she has built was built on rock bottom, like truly, truly rock bottom, and she will share a portion of that story on today's episode, but she has been able to, through sharing her story and the lessons that she's learned, she's been able to change the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual lives of millions of people around the world. That's not an exaggeration. Literally millions, hundreds of millions of people around the world. And she focuses on the transformational power of healing foods, healing movement, and healing mindset, and teaches women how to transform the muck, like the not so great stuff in their lives into motivation and empowers them to love the bodies they live in and love the life that they live. And she has done all of that for herself and is an incredible teacher at sharing that process and the work that needs to be done. And I truly can't even encapsulate all of the wisdom and light that Danette shares in this episode. You'll just have to listen for yourself, but I can tell you that you will not regret listening and you'll definitely want to order her book, The Rise, like immediately after you're done listening. So you might as well head over to Amazon right now. And I'm just so excited to share this conversation with you. But really quickly, let's shift gears for a second and feature the review of the week. This week's review is from Kendall, who is known as at fears to fit on Instagram. Hey girl. And she says, five stars, what a breath of fresh air. This podcast is so reassuring in the fact that this industry has such genuine souls and is still being led down the right path by people like Marie. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks for constant encouragement and knowledge bombs. Lots of love, Kendall. Kendall, thank you so much for the encouragement because I truly love what I do and would continue creating even if I didn't have an audience, didn't have thousands of people listening in. But it really does feel amazing to know that I am impacting people in a positive way and empowering women through this show and everything else that I do. Like you guys, you guys know that this show isn't exactly a revenue driver for my business. I've been very open about that. It's literally the opposite. But I continue to come out and show up with new episodes every single week because I believe so strongly in its potential and the impact that we can have here. So thank you to Kendall and everyone who is tuning in and supporting the show because it just means the world to me. And I know that those who are listening and who, you know, have hit subscribe and just our regular listener, or maybe this is your first time, you see me for who I am and what my intentions are and the mission that I'm on. So I really feel like this is just my, this is my true tribe and I appreciate you guys so much. And if you want to receive a virtual hug from me, I would love to give you a hug. And if you'd like to be featured on the show as the review of the week, you can head on over to iTunes on your computer or on the podcast app on your iPhone, search for the show, and then just scroll down, leave a rating and a review with an honest thought. And taking just two minutes to do so supports the show more than I can even explain. And But basically, that just really helps us move up the iTunes charts and grow our community. So I really, really appreciate if you take the time to do that. And if you do take the time to do that, if you leave a rating and a review, send me a screenshot of it through Instagram. My username is Marie E. Wold, W-O-L-D. And I'll send you my ebook, Flexible Dieting Made Simple as a thank you. Think of this ebook as your first step to a better understanding of nutrition and your first step to finding food freedom. You are going to love it. And I'm excited to have a little thank you present in in return for your review. So if you want to grab a copy, just leave the show a rating and a review. Send me a screenshot and I will hook you up. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also 
actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, maybe you were wondering about this because two of the biggest questions I receive are one, what does my diet look like on a daily basis? And two, how do I have so much energy and confidence? And that second question is definitely a huge compliment and a huge victory for me because it definitely hasn't always been that way. But both of those questions are related and you might be surprised to hear that, but they're related to each other because my nutrition and taking good care myself that way is a huge factor in my energy levels and my confidence and just how I'm able to show up in the world. I am a big believer that good nutrition is foundational self-care and I'm also a big believer that eating right doesn't have to be boring, restrictive, or stressful. Like guess what? I eat different foods all the time and I eat dessert every single day, not even kidding. And I sometimes even have chocolate after every meal. (laughs) And while that sounds great, I also understand that nutrition can be a huge source of confusion because it's really easy to get it overcomplicated and that just doesn't do anyone any good. So I decided that the best way to communicate the way that I eat and how I pull off balanced nutrition without stressing is to just show you. So I'm sharing a totally free download with you guys and it's called what I eat in a day my stress-free strategy for balanced nutrition all you have to do to grab your copy for free is go to mariewold.com slash what I eat and that's m-a-r-i-e wold.com slash what I eat. In that ebook, in that free download, I will show you what a real life full day of eating might look like for me. And you'll also learn how to choose meals that will make you feel energized and satisfied. My favorite resource for healthy recipes, how to simplify nutrition timing to fit your schedule, my go-to strategy for managing cravings and staying on track, how to create structure in your diet without adding stress, and so much more. So if you are ready to grab your free copy and learn about nutrition in a stress-free way, head to mariewold.com slash what I eat, and let's get into today's episode. Hi, Danette. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super excited to chat with you today. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we have some really raw, deep, and empowering information to cover during this episode. And I know that our listeners can't wait to hear from you. So to kick things off, can you just tell us about your story? It is so robust and has so much to it, but who are you? What do you do? And what brought you to where you are today and like the role that you play in the world now? Well, I am so excited to be able to share because I believe my story has elements of everyone's story. So hopefully everyone listening can find their story in my story. But where I'm at today is a life truly that I'm unapologetic about, basically. I feel like I'm living what I would say is the co-creation of my dreams And I run an eight-figure business, 68 full-time employees, and my mission is all around empowering women to step into radical self-love through healing foods and a healing movement, a healing mindset. And I've been so blessed enough to have women all around the world. We have a 1.5 million email list and 1.5 million people on Facebook and just people coming in to really step into their fullest expression. And I'm so excited about all of that. But I say all that unapologetically because where I was literally about five, six years ago was completely different. I had lost my son, went through a horrible depression with that, went through a horrible divorce, and literally found myself as a single mom with $47 to my name that we had found through couches and drawers through the home. And And more worse than just all of that was this head full of negativity that I had and this self-loathing and this victim mindset that I had. And I'm so grateful for the work that I've done in between from that time to where I am today, because truly that to me is my success, not what I'm actually living today, but the choices I made every single day in that gap. 
Mm. Yeah. So what what were some of the key choices that you made? Like maybe it was how you started shifting your mindset or like the first steps that you took to get to where you are now. Right. I really believe there's like three things that like I think of a table, right? I'm actually sitting by this table with three legs and I feel like we all can kind of start getting our legs underneath us in different ways. Well, for me, before I could even really get into the mindset stuff, I started playing around with healing foods and getting foods in my body that were superfoods, foods that were going to get the fog out of my head, start waking me up, giving me a little bit more energy. And then I was moving as well and moving my body so that I could start healing past wounds. And then from there, I feel like my mind started to go, whoa, listen to the thoughts you're thinking. Um, what's kind of relationships are you keeping in your life? And that's when I started really unlayering this journey around the power of the mind. And that's when my life went to a whole nother level. So it was kind of a culmination, but I think everybody kind of has to come in where they're going to come, what leg they're going to put under first, but then you've got to focus on all three legs so your table to completely stand. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I think it's so important, like if we can raise our physical energy and like our physical vibration, if you want to go there, if we can raise that first, like it's so easy or it's a lot easier for the mind to follow if you can get into that zone physically first. Absolutely. I think anyone who starts moving their body and eating really healing foods, they will tell you, I feel more empowered. All of a sudden, my relationship started changing. I started stepping into my dreams. It all goes hand in hand. Yeah. And even just physically taking care of yourself is fundamental self-care and self-love. And I always tell people that it's like the foundation of which everything else is built on. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So your work is is really rooted in the three founding principles of healing foods, healing movement, which we just talked about, and healing mindset. So can you tell us a little bit more about your philosophy in each of those areas and maybe like walk us through what those look like in your life? Yeah. And I want to make it really simple because I think I say those three things and that feels like a huge like gulp. <laughs> Almost <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like how big does that sound? It sounds pretty big. So here's what I like my core philosophy is, and these are kind of part of my non-negotiables. I'm really committed to non-negotiables and I believe everyone should have at least three non-negotiables they do every day, maybe up to five, depending on the person. But for me, a healing food basically means something that's green, something that grew from the soil, something that received sun, something that wasn't necessarily artificially produced. And that is just taking one time a day to make sure you make a conscious choice to have something living like that really makes a huge difference. So it's just that simple, choosing one thing each day. And then the, the movement piece is that we get caught up thinking it has to be a certain movement. And we have these fad movements that go on like, you know, CrossFit or Pilates or Zumba or SoulCycle. I mean, there's so many different dimensions and there's no right or wrong. It's just whatever lights you up, whatever gets you going, whether that's a hike or a swim or dancing, do that because it's truly like sweeping the cobwebs from your soul to move your body. And we know scientifically that when we move our bodies and we get the cells alive through pumping of the blood, it actually shifts our state quicker than any other way. So a lot of people are like, I'm sad, or I feel like I'm in a funk, or I don't have motivation. Move your body because that will shift your cells. That's like the quickest way to do it. And then mm -hmm. healing mindset is just speaking the truth to your soul. And that is super simple too. like 30 seconds a day to declare some affirmations, to declare some positive words into your essence, into your energy is so, so powerful. And a lot of people just don't do it. Yeah. So do you tend to incorporate like healing food, healing movement, and healing mindset all in one routine? Like maybe it's in the morning or in the evening. Can you walk us through a routine that you have around these things? I actually don't have where I have to do it at a certain time. I don't really buy into that belief that it has to be at a certain time. I do think that if you can own a, a fraction of your morning, like when you can own it, where you're not waking up to the alarm, you're waking up to everyone telling, you know, <laughs> wanting you to do everything. You're going to truly conquer your day. So for me, I wake up, try to wake up before everyone else. And I drink warm lemon water. 
Now, warm lemon water is going to really balance your pH levels, helps balance your hormones, and it's like this physical and emotional manifestation that I'm going to do something good for me right out the gate instead of pouring coffee down your throat or anything else, just really getting grounded in that. So I do that. But my healing movement happens whenever I can fit it in. And that I travel at least twice a month. So I can't say be so regimented in an exact way of something looking a certain way. I just know that movement's going to make me feel better. And I always think about the end in mind. No one ever gets done with a workout and goes, I wish I would have never done that. Mm-hmm. We always dread starting. And I think that's because the ego knows you're going to start to feel. and But we never get done and regret it. So I always start with that end in mind. And then, you know, the mindset piece happens every morning. So like that takes 30 seconds. I can do it going to the bathroom. I can do it laying in bed as I start to come out of bed. I can do it while I'm just walking down the stairs. So yes. Yeah. I love it. So let's talk about um, non-negotiables some more. You mentioned that when we were talking about, you know, like the three legs of your table. So what are the non-negotiables in your life other than what we just listed as part of your routine? And like, why are they so crucial to living a big life and opening big doors? Yeah. So one of my quotes in my book and one of my favorite quotes in general is small hinges move big doors. And I always think of these big, beautiful doors around the world, right? And I think about the door swinging open to new opportunities. And the thing that moves that door is these three small hinges. And it isn't the big break. It isn't the thing that the connection or the big break or whatever that's going to make the biggest difference in your life. It's the three small hinge movements. And you can call them hinge movements. You can call them non-negotiables, whatever you want to call them, rituals. But I call them non-negotiables. And besides the affirmations and besides something green every day, I actually, the other non-negotiable for me is getting out in nature. So that doesn't matter if I'm traveling or whatever, and it doesn't matter if it's raining or snowing or whatever, I will step out into nature, whether that's for 10 minutes or if I'm really lucky, a good hour, and just be in the essence of nature because nature heals on such a cellular level and can bring you back into remembrance of your power, of the grace, of the changing of the seasons. There's so much healing and just knowing that comes in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. And I, I find that personally, when I am really consistent about like walking my dog in the morning and just getting outside, like watching the sunrise, my day is just 10 times better than if I dive straight into work or just stay inside all day long. You feel like you're just like festering if you stay inside all day long. And I'm a huge believer in that. But what exactly, for those who aren't like familiar with this concept, what exactly do you mean by nature is healing on a cellular level? Well, we know scientifically that those who necessarily walk on the grass barefooted, they actually, it can help with jet lag. It can help with bringing you your energy down. It can bring like all, you know how like when you're looking at a cell and there's high stress, it's like bouncing off the charts. They do this research where they're like, hey, what's, what does a cell look like that's in stress? What does a cell look like when it's in peace? And just even standing on grass or dirt or sand barefooted can actually relax those cells and cause you to de-age even for those of you who are like, I want to look younger. <laughs> Getting out in nature is is this cellular healing that can happen. And so touching trees even, because all of the organisms in nature are living. And so just being in that vibration um, cellular wise really shifts your cellular state. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I love that you're able to just like explain it on even a scientific level because I'm I'm super into the woo-woo, the higher consciousness, all of that world, but I also love to like ground it back down to what can we prove? And we can't prove everything, but there are a lot of things that there is evidence that it's true and I think that that makes it even more powerful and even more like accessible to everyone, the people that might be a little bit skeptical or non-believing. Oh, I think it's so beautiful you're saying this because there's even been scientific evidence and I have it all in my book about the power of words in your bodies, on water, like the molecular structure of water, the molecular structure of food. If you think about it, people are 
eating food and saying negative thoughts in their head about the food. Like, this is going to make me fat. This is so unhealthy. This is so bad. And you know what that does is it changes the molecular structure of the very food on your plate that goes in your body through the thoughts you're thinking. And there have been so many scientific evidences out there with just saying positive words to a molecular structure such as water or food and how that affects it versus a negative conversation. So this stuff isn't woo-woo. This stuff is so legit scientifically, and it's so powerful for truly shifting your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I think the power of the mind and the power of belief is so underrated and so underappreciated. And just it can be so healing or it can be so hurtful depending on what you're putting out there. So if someone is listening and they feel like they're maybe stuck in the negative or if they just aren't as positive or aren't as present and they're not building the life that they want mentally, what would be some first steps that they can take to shift into that like higher being? Mm, Okay. So I'm going to kind of go back for a minute because I think it's easy to listen to people and be like, well, that's your story. (laughs) Because I remember, I remember literally single mom, And I had to, all my bank accounts were cleaned out. They were zeroed out. And I'm wondering what I'm going to feed my kids. And I'm looking around my house. I sell everything, right? Everything, I'm sleeping on the floor. We've got tinfoil holding in the antenna. And when you're in a state of survival or when you're in a state of negativity, this kind of what I call a racket, everything just is spiraling. You feel like everything's in complete chaos it's really hard at times to go, okay, yeah, you think an affirmation is going to help me? You <laughs> yeah. think uh, <laughs> me going out for a nice run is going to help me? Like, I know where people are coming from because I've been there. I've been there where I've looked in the cupboards and I've had a two-year-old with their big brown eyes looking at me going, what am I going to eat? And I'm wondering, how am I going to feed them? So I get it. I totally get it. But I have to tell you that you got to start somewhere. Yes, you're not going to all of a sudden have food on your plate because you did some affirmations and you're not automatically going to start to feel really good either. And I have to say that for me, I started to move my body because it gave me a little bit more mental clarity. It gave me more grounding. It gave me more energy. And for me, I just needed to feel good in just a moment, even if it was for a moment, because the next moment I might feel like crap, but if I can just feel good in the moment. And so I inundated myself with these, this mindset work, which was affirmations after affirmations, writing down everything I wanted to create in my life and then putting the words I am in front of it. So at a page and a half and every 15 minutes, I would read this page and a half of, I am a great mom. I am a financial success. And I would do this, especially when I didn't feel like it, especially when I was extra hungry, especially when I wondered where the next paycheck was going to come from. Because here's the truth is that, yes, it won't happen overnight, but it will happen. That door will swing open. And so I want to say that first is that it's really important for you to just step into it in full faith, knowing that it will eventually come. And even if it shifts your state for just a minute, just a minute for you to feel a little better, maybe for 10 minutes, that's better than nothing. So that's that's the advice I'd give there. And then another piece of advice is a lot of people are need to see. They actually need to see what it looks like on the physical form to say certain words. And so something we did in our home actually at this particular juncture, because I wanted to really understand the power of words on my level, but also I wanted my children to understand it too. We were going to do this together. So I took three containers of white rice and I put them both in glass and they were separated the same amount of light exposure, the same place in the kitchen. And we just put a label on one of the containers that said negative. One of the containers said positive and the other one said neutral. And every day we would say the positive things to the the container of rice that said positive. We'd be like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're going to amount to something. And my little girl would totally do it. Like everybody would go past that little jar of rice and say that. And then the negative, they would say the meanest things. And we did this every day. It would be like, we hate you. You're ugly. You're worthless, blah, blah, blah. And they literally were in the same spot of the kitchen. It was just us energetically directing it into that particular jar. And then the one that was neutral, we did, we, just completely ignored and found in literally two weeks 
The positive one looked the same. The negative jar, complete mold. And the neutral one started growing mold. Now, this is the power of energy. And it was really powerful for me to do this with my girls at this time because I was like, I'm not going to give up on my affirmations. I could totally see me telling myself I'm a terrible mom. I'm a financial ruin. I'm just going to continue to mold. I'm going to continue to stay in this situation. So it was really, really powerful. Wow. Yeah, that is that is crazy. And to have just that physical proof, you you can't deny that, especially if you're doing it yourself and you see it happen in front of your own eyes. And once you see that that happens, like how can you not apply that to your life? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you talk a lot about the importance of rising from your fall and how you really didn't have anything to rise upon except for your fall like in your darkest times. So, how can people see their fall as like an opportunity instead of just hopelessness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I am a big believer that your pain is your gift. Now I feel like I have every right to say that (laughs) because I have lost my son and I have lost a spouse and I have gone through financial ruin and everybody has their story. There's no pain that's greater than another person's pain. Pain is pain. But here is what I do know is that pain totally unlayers you to your truth. Pain unlayers you to your true character. And pain is your opportunity to rise up into your fullest expression, into who you are meant to be. Because as soon as you get stripped, something happens, chaos hits, pain hits, you get stripped. You get stripped down to the bare bones of who your character is. And that's your opportunity. When you fall to your rock bottom, you can unlayer all the stories that people have placed on you of the way you should be or the way what you should believe or who you should have contact with, right? Because you're at your fall. You're at your rock bottom. So you get to go, all of those stories, it doesn't matter. I've already hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, you know, I'm already here. Like all the things that people believed for me are not here anymore. I am at my rock bottom. So it's your opportunity to rise up in the way that feels right for you and your truth and the way you need to be expressing yourself in this lifetime. Yeah. And so when you say rise up and like a term that you use a lot is rising to our fullest potential, like what what does that look like? And like, how can women expect to feel and like become when they truly commit to rising? Well, let me just first say rising into your fullest expression looks different for everyone. And too often in the society of social media and TV, we think that it looks a certain way and it needs to be a certain way because we're taught that. You have to marry a man. You have to live in a house. You've got to have this certain car, these certain shoes, these certain clothes, these certain contacts to be in fullest expression or to feel successful. And that's all made up because truly, if you can step into what is the truth that lights you up, because whatever lights you up, whatever your curiosity is leading you to, that is your rise. That is your invitation. That is your fullest expression. And that's where your happiness and your impact can be found. So one, we've got to dismantle these belief systems that get placed on us, even subconsciously. Our parents might not even say anything. We're just watching it. We're seeing it in magazines. We're seeing it everywhere that this is what the measure of success is or happiness is or fullest expression is. And it may not be true for you. So really look at that first. And then you get to design your life that really lights you up in your fullest expression. And that truly is where success lies. Yeah. And going back to what you said in in our last thought is that in this process, you are unlayering. You're not like building and becoming someone new. You are unlayering who you've always been, right? Yes. You're unlayering to your essence. Mm, Everyone is born with divine connection. Everyone's, I've had people ask me on podcasts a lot, like, did you feel like all of a sudden you grew into your spirituality? And I was like, whoa, like, no, like it was always there and it's there for everyone or grew into your intuition. It's like, everyone has massive intuition. Babies are the most in-tune beings there is. And it's the essence we're powerful already just because we exist and it's unlayering to that essence. It's not building on it. You are already it. It's just that there's been some layering of untruths that you've taken on that you need to unlayer. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most empowering things that we can understand is like we already have everything that we need inside of us. It's just a matter of unlayering. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And when when we talk about that, like what what does the process of unlayering look like in a general sense? Like how how does intuition play a role in that process and how can we tap into what you call our inner guidance system? Yeah. So the truth is everyone listening has intuition. You already are divinely connected. You are already spiritual. <laughs> you don't need to be told that you're spiritual. You have to something specific or go to some retreat or go into a cave, you're already spiritual and you're already very in tune. The problem is, is that we've been just kind of tuning out the intuition that we already have. So it's our invitation to um, step in, step into that knowing and how you step into that knowing is to turn off, turn off the noise, turn off the TV, turn off Facebook, Turn off Instagram, get out into nature, get into the stillness of your heartbeat and start asking some questions in that stillness. Mm, Yeah, going inward again. And what are some questions that we can ask? Mm, I do this thing called soul writing, which has been next level for me in my relationships and in my business. Our business started 10xing in growth when I started doing soul writing because random ideas would come up and I'd be like, um, we should try this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to try it. And it would be a home run for our company. So this soul writing for me has just been so beautiful. So basically what I do is I wake up in the morning and I don't call it a non-negotiable because there are days I don't do soul writing, but it's so juicy. I pretty much get every day, but there have been days that I don't. And I don't say that it has to be a certain time, amount of time, because I have a little girl and sometimes she wakes up and stops my juicy soul writing. And I just let it be what it's going to be for that day. But I, what I do is I st- wake up with the intention to connect with my higher self. You can call it what you want, whether it's your higher self, maybe you call it God, maybe you call it angels, maybe you call it whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's just connecting with your inner higher self. And I will sit there and I will literally go, what would you have me know? I write it down. And then I write whatever comes up with no judgment. (laughs) Whatever comes out on that pen, I just write down. And as I've gotten used to this and, and, and more in awe at what comes out, I've been now even asking more specific questions. Like maybe it's, what would you have me know concerning my daughter or in my relationship or even hiring this certain person? And I just am blown away at what comes from my pen after I ask the question. And you just have to really have no judgment about what comes out and try not to stop it or second guess it because it's powerful when you don't. And then you can look back on it and be like, okay, this is interesting what I wrote. (laughs) And then you can, if something resonates, try it, you know, or I've had conversations with my oldest daughter where I'm like, hey, this came up and I don't know if this is something you're experiencing, but this came up and she's like, how did you know? And it's, it's been bonding. It's been game changing in all areas of my life. Yeah. Have there ever been times where you're like, there's no way that that's true. Like there's no way I can follow that. And then you do. And it's like mind blowing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think, I mean, I've experienced that on a less deep level in terms of like, if I'm journaling and things just start flowing out, but I'm really excited to try that specific exercise. Yes. I'm excited for you. Try it. (laughs) So on that subject, do you feel like your confidence has improved since you've really been able to tap into your intuition? Like, do you just feel more confident in every way, basically? Yes, that does actually increase. I wouldn't say that I was a really confident person before. I wasn't, wouldn't say that I just trusted my intuition or my hunches or my guides. I just, you know, I think as you learn and you lean in, each time and you see that, oh, wow, that actually was truth or that did come about. It just builds up that confidence. And now I'm always checking in. I'm like, oh, should I go to that event? Mm, Actually not. Like they say, I'm going to meet X and X celebrity, but Mm. it doesn't feel right for me. And it's like, 
I don't have to play games with myself or what. It's just so much easier now because I can be like, no, that doesn't feel right. Or yes, that feels right. And I might not even be invited to something. And I'm like, I know I'm going like I know. And then I'll get invited. Like it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And I'm still navigating that. That's why I love the term the rise, because the rise never signifies that you've arrived. I'll never fully probably arrive into full trust in my intuition, but I'm always learning and getting a little closer to the knowings. Yeah. Yeah. And confidence, like you say, is it's a state, like it's not, it's not a place that you arrive. It's a thing that you are rising through. So can you give us, give us an example of how confidence is, is within us? And like, it was just uncovering it outside of intuition. Can you give us, us an example of achieving confidence in another way that was already there? Something that's coming up that I feel like I want to share with you and everyone who's listening, something that's really built my confidence and really helped me step into what I would call my soul's purpose. Because I think a lot of us are like, what is my purpose? Like, where am I supposed to shine? And which ultimately, when we step into our purpose, gives us confidence, right? And when we're doing what we feel we're meant to do, it creates this amount of confidence. And something that I've done, and I've helped a lot of other people do, which has helped them was, I wrote down, and you can start with five. So we'll start with five. I want you to take five of the most incredible people that have impacted your life. They could be living, they could be some religious figure, they could be dead. You may have ever met them, maybe you haven't met them, you've read about them, but they really made an impact in your life. You think about them, their teachings, whatever that was. So write their names down. And then from there, for each person, I want you to take and write down what are those things inside of them that you see in them that you're just so inspired about? Is it their loyalty? Is it their their stance on life. Like if I was to write about Joan of Arc, I'd be like, she went to the battlefield. She was a female on her own fighting for a cause. She rallied people together. Like just write down specific traits you see in those, each of those individuals. And then after you do that, you actually circle all the traits that are quite similar. If there's three of the same traits in three of the same individual or three different individuals, circle it. And you'll have a whole list of traits And that is your invitation that those traits actually live in you. And that is the direction for your life. That is where your passion lies, is those traits. So if you're looking at, oh, they're a leader, and you see leader in three of the other individuals, or maybe four or five, all five of them, you're like, whoa, I'm a leader. So then you take those words and those traits, and you put the word I am in front of it and word it in a way that reflects back to you. And you start owning that every single day with those affirmations or those 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 statements every single day, you start stepping into that purpose. Mm, That is so powerful. And I mean, you always hear like, you are always drawn to things in other people that already exist inside of you, whether that's positive or negative. Like if you, if you're judging someone or like feel kind of bad about someone because of the way that they are something that they do, it's usually because it's something inside of you that you're not proud of. So it makes sense that it works the other way too. Oh, yeah. And I think true, the other step to more self-love is that side of coin of judgment. And I talk a lot about that in the book as well. As soon as you're judging something or someone, like it just creates a visceral effect inside of you. Like you're angry or you're like irritated or just completely riled up, that's your invitation to look at that because that means there's something in you or a lesson that you need to clear within you. When you do that and you look at that judgment or that feeling, and it has to be something visceral because we judge things all day long, but it's like looking at it and then looking at yourself and where can you offer love that maybe you do those same things or that might be living inside of you and that will increase your self-love for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always tell people like jealousy too, when they identify jealousy with someone else, whether that's the way they look or the life that they have, like that is their invitation to explore that too. Like it's always an opportunity to explore and like learn more about you because if it was something that you believe that was like in your path, you wouldn't feel jealous about it yet you want it. So it could be in your path, but you just need to create it. I love that you brought the word jealousy up because this is what I teach myself and my other clients is as soon as you say, oh, that makes me so jealous, change that immediately to that makes me so inspired 
because jealousy usually is just this reflection of something that's inspiring you that you want to step more into. So once you reframe that and say, oh my goodness, that actually inspires me so much and celebrate that for that other person, you start attracting that for yourself. Yeah. It feels like the difference between jealousy and inspiration is jealousy. You don't yet believe that it could be yours too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inspiration is I see it in you, therefore it's coming my way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome and just really, really powerful. Like that is such a small switch that is life-changing. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk more about your book. We've been kind of hinting to it throughout the episode so far, but tell us about your new book, The Rise, and congrats. I've heard that it's already like a huge hit, so that's so exciting. But can you tell us what it means to you, who it's for, like what's inside? Give us the lowdown. Yeah, The Rise is this unforgettable journey to self-love, radical forgiveness, and transformation. And so I wrote this book for every woman who is ready to stand on top of her stories. And maybe she's not ready, but it's time for her to stand on top of her story, use her voice, and share and unite and unlayer to the remembrance and the power of who she is so that she can live out the fullest expression of who she is. So I wrote about my journey. I was so raw and vulnerable in the hopes, like I still have vulnerability hangover from writing this book because I share so many stories that I was like, I would thought I was going to my grave with these, but I knew that in my sharing and my willingness to step in my vulnerability, I hoped that it would inspire others to do the same because it's in the sharing. It's in standing on top of the stories, being so radically vulnerable that that is our opportunity for more self-love. And so the book is really this journey for you to unlayer and unleash into your full power. Mm -hmm. And what are like the core ways that we can unlayer and unleash? Like, do you have tangible Maybe it's like steps or exercises in the book for people to start that process. Yes, there's actually every chapter walks away with questions that you have at the very end. And then also some of the chapters actually give you free tools like free meal plans, free workouts, free, you know, meditations you can do so that you unlayer back to your remembrance. So, for example, Each chapter is part of my rise and a part of every human nature's rise. So like, for example, chapter one is radical truth telling. I think it's so important that we get to the truth of who we are and the, and the lies that we've been telling ourselves. And, and until we can own 100% responsibility of our life, how we got to where we are today and where we're going, the rest doesn't matter. So we have to start with that. And then it just evolves from there. Yeah. And when you say the lies we tell ourselves, I think that's a huge step forward when you're unlayering yourself. But how do we know if something's a lie? Like, is it a feeling? What? How do we know? Mm, that's a really good question. So <laughs> usually a lie is a lower vibration. And how you will know you're lying to yourself is that <laughs> you you first you have to get into your quiet right you've got to turn things off because I was in a big fat lie of my life and it wasn't like my lie was so like gross it was basically I was in a relationship I didn't want to be in I was practicing a religion that wasn't really my truth but I I wanted to fit in right we all want to fit in and so we take on these personas which are essentially lies of who we are expressing to be in the world, but it's not really who we are. We wear certain clothes that are really not who we are. We have these relationships that are not really who we are, these conversations who are not really ours. So those are truly lies. Like you're not being who you are. And so for me, it was the lies of just saying, this is what I believe in when really it really wasn't, or this is, this is, oh, like I would lie about the things that were shaking me. So for example, I was struggling in my relationship. Nothing was really wrong in my marriage uh, other than there was a lot wrong in the fact that I knew we weren't really meant to be together, but I'd like made a commitment to be with him. And in my upbringing, you don't get a divorce. And so to really like fix this in my brain and lie to myself, I would tell everyone how amazing our marriage was. Mm -hmm. And I'd put on this persona, like we had this amazing spark and this amazing connection when the truth was we struggled to even be in the same room. And I look back on how I did that a lot in different areas of my life where I would just pretend because I wanted it to be that. So I would pretend so hard and basically it was a lie. So that is, 
you know, that's deep work. It's deep, deep shadow work to step into the truth and the lies of your life. But it's so paramount if you want to go to the next level. Yeah. And so when you talk about shadow work, like in your marriage, like were you first aware that it wasn't a good fit and then you were lying to yourself or did you lie to yourself first? And like the fact that it was a good fit was subconscious. Yeah, I think that's a really deep question. I think it goes a little bit with both. I think um, we're ninjas as human beings at, at making things work. So there could be the lie before or the untruth and then then the lie, like you just get into a situation. I think it's kind of an and and or situation. <laughs> That's such a really good question. So I do think it's it's both of that. And I and it's it's fascinating to me because I would say that the the work and the unlayering is the shadow work because you're willing to go so deep into the truth. And let's be really honest with one another. When we go into the truth of who we are, sometimes it feels icky. Like sometimes we're like, oh, crud, like, do I have to hurt this person now? Do I have to like start doing stuff differently? And it's it's finding that grace in that too. And so that is the shadow work in my mind is unlayering all that. Yeah. And so when you step up and decide that you're going to live your truth, how does someone face the fact and like be at peace with the fact that they might hurt people? People might not accept like who you are unlayering into. How can you reconcile that? That is definitely going to happen. So let me just uh, burst your bubble right now. (laughs) As soon as you start to step into your truth, especially if you've been, for example, for me, like I had been claiming that my what I was practicing religious wise was my truth. And I was like, so like, almost zealous about it, because I was trying so hard to make it my truth, right? So I was almost overcompensating. And if you do that for so many years, you better believe people are going to be like, what is happening to you? All of a sudden, now you're saying you want to take a step back from this. And they're going to be hurt and they're going to be confused. And some of them are going to walk away from you. And I experienced this and I definitely describe all of it in the book. Even my family stepped away for a while and it was painful and it's utterly painful. And so I want to be honest with everybody that it is really rare if that doesn't happen to you, because you've got to understand that that's part of their journey too, is you can't expect people to shift just because you shifted. And just because you understand your truth doesn't mean that they're going to understand it right away either. But I have to say, ultimately, and I think everyone can vouch for this, is that at the end of our day, are we here to please other people? Are we truly here to live into our soul's purpose and to live into what makes us happy at the end of the day? what really matters and ultimately our energy and how we feel about ourselves and the love we feel for ourselves is way more impactful than pleasing someone else. Oh, that is so powerful. And I just, I want to end on that note because I feel like that was just a huge, this whole episode has really just been a huge breakthrough. So I hope that everyone's able to like process and really sit with this. <laughs> That's and, a lot of deep stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I'm so excited to read your book. So I'm sure everyone else is too. Where can we find it? Yeah, well, it's out in most bookstores around the world. So every Barnes and Noble, Amazon, depending on where you live in your country, you can get it at different bookstores. But if you want to find an easy resource, you can go to DanetteMay.com forward slash book. And then we provide the different bookstores on that link that you might have in your different parts of the country. But like I said, it's on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. It's been number one on Amazon for like four weeks. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, so I'm, that's probably the best way to get it. Go to DanetteMay.com forward slash book. And then you can pick where you want to purchase it from that link. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you said earlier, like you don't need to feel ready to read the book because a lot of times we won't feel ready to take a big step. But if you are open to it and like willing to learn, then you're in the exact right place. Yes, actually. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So where else can people find you like on the internet, social media, all that good stuff? You can find me at JeanetteMay.com for my website, which we give out free content every single day, whether it's a recipe or a workout or a mindset tool that you can take for the day. And then on social, depending on where you're at on Facebook or Instagram, it's easy because it's the same for both. It's the Danette May. Mm -hmm. And then on your social channels, do you feel like you have 
been fully expressing like all of the inner work and stuff that you've been going through or was your book a little bit of like a surprise and a deeper layer that people had never seen from you? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely don't think I express fully on my social channels by any stretch of the means. Um, I got the book deal from Hay House like in a really unusual way. I didn't even write a proposal. They basically handed it to me and told me to write whatever I wanted to write on. And I played full out in this book. I truly did what I was asked to do, even though I fought with it over and over and over every night in the middle of the night. (laughs) And so I definitely, this is my deepest work. My live events are just as deep as the book, but this is a different conversation I'm having. And it's not necessarily different. It's just deeper and I'm getting way raw and I'm just letting you see all the gap work that I did and what I went through to get to where I am today. Yeah. Okay. I'm so excited to read it. And I know that everyone else is too. But before we sign off, there's one final question. And because this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, we've got to know what is one thing that you are currently grinding toward? And what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for? Mm, I love that. And I like the Grind and Be Grateful (laughs) title. This is going to be kind of an unusual grind because I've been in the grind. I've been in the grind for the past five years, just grinding and grinding and working and working. And I sense right now that if I continued to grind in the sense that society grinds, that I would be grinding from ego. And so I've actually made an announcement to my team, to myself, to my family that two days a week. Cause this is, I'm a girl that works seven days a week. I've always worked seven days a week. And a lot of my drive has come from my lack. Right. And I've been committed to driving from a new paradigm and it's going to look like a new grind because the grind now is, can I feel worthy? And can I really look at the shadows that come up in my non-doing? So I'm two days a week and the rest, I don't even know what I'm doing with myself. And I'm just going to be aware of what comes up in my non-doing. And so that's something I'm working on for the next six weeks is the non-doing and seeing how my worthiness feels and if my ego starts screaming. So that's that. And what I'm grateful for is, wow, I'm so grateful for so much, but I am actually heading to Africa I got asked to speak at the Nelson Mandela celebration. His grandson, who actually was raised by Nelson Mandela, asked me to come and facilitate an inspired leader. A lot of celebrities and leaders are coming to this celebration for an intimate dinner where I'm going to connect them with cacao ceremony and a deeper conversation of healing and connection and vulnerability. And I'm really, really excited for it. That is incredible. That is such a cool experience and opportunity. Yes. So that's what I'm grateful for. Yeah. No kidding. Well, congrats on that. Congrats on all of your success and who you have unlayered. I am so glad that we got to all bask in your truth. Um, And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was a joy. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave a short review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of this show is for you so your feedback matters plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves thank you again for listening and supporting the show and until next time don't forget to grind to be grateful my friends